0: So one of the first things that Stacey and I told this incoming class of deacons and elders was that there was going to be people that are serving on the session and people that are serving on the board of deacons that have already been doing this for two years or one year. And so really the most important thing they can do in those first months is listen because they haven't been there yet. Listen to what's been going on. Listen to how the God God and the Spirit are already at work. Listening is really tough work, though. I got the test results back from your ear, doctor. You're not hearing impaired. You're listening impaired. Lucy says to Charlie, what do you think? Well, what difference does it make? You never listen anyway. Well, I was just making conversation. When you make conversation, you have to listen to you do. I would like to rehear the idea we rehashed before the rejection. What kind of listener are you? Are you an active listener, pensive listener, or are you a look at them and nod listener? Throughout the Gospel of Luke, we've been studying this, we've been reading this since the beginning of January, and we started it as Advent, it was our Advent texts. We see that there's this scope within the whole Gospel where Jesus gives a lot of commands. He tells us to do a lot of things. When he sees demons in somebody, he tells them, be silent. When he tells the fishermen that they're going to go out into the water deeper. He says, put out the boat into deep water. He looks at people and he says, peace upon you. He looks at Mary and he says, do not weep. Commands after commands. He calls his disciples and commands them, follow me. But there is one command that Jesus gives in the Gospel of Luke that is in almost every chapter. Listen. Listen. Our text today <laughs> is is Jesus explaining a parable that many of you have probably heard before, the parable of the four soils or the parable of the seed. So he's explaining this to his disciples. And as it is read today, I want you to pay attention how many times he says the word hear, heard, or listen. Before we hear this word, let us pray. Gracious and loving God, We thank you so much that the word was in the beginning. We thank you that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we thank you that the word is alive today. Oh, that we might hear it. In Christ's name, amen. Now the parable is this, Jesus says. The seed is the word of God. The ones on the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. The ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But they have no roots; They believe only for a while, and in a time of testing, fall away. As for what fell among the thorns, they are the ones who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life and their fruit does not mature. But as for that in the good soil, these are the ones who, when they hear the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patient endurance. No one, after lighting a lamp, hides it under a jar or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a lampstand so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be disclosed, nor is anything secret that will not become known and come to light. Thus, pay attention to how you listen. For to those who have, more will be given, and from those who do not have, even what they seem to have will be taken away. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I think one of the most important things we have to realize about the context of Jesus speaking this in first century Palestine and Israel is that he was speaking to a crowd of people that could not read. 99.6%. I'm making up the percentage, but very, very few people could read. We know the scribes could read because they're the ones that were writing down the law, but we don't even know if the Pharisees and Sadducees could, could read. It was their scribes that could read and right. So the primary way for the people that Jesus is speaking this to, the primary way for them to understand what does it mean to even have a life of faith had to do with how they listened to what was being taught to them or how they watched what they saw was being lived out in front of them. So this is a parable at face value. This is a parable about a seed that represents the word of God and four different types of people that are the soils who hear the word of God. When Jesus says the Word of God, we need to know what He means. He doesn't mean the Bible. Jesus didn't have a Bible like we have. Jesus had the Hebrew Bible. And not altogether, put together beautifully with like history books and then wisdom books. And it, he had access to the Bible, the scriptures. And second, when He says Word of God, it means the Word made flesh, it means Himself. You better be listening to the words that I say." All four types of of these soils, all four types of people in the text, all of them heard the word of God. But in all four, the impact of what they heard is different. The first seed is someone who hears the word, but it's taken away by the devil. The second is someone who hears the word and is really joyful about it, but because they don't go any deeper with it, it disappears. It doesn't bear fruit. The third is the one who hears the word, but it doesn't impact their daily life at all. One could say in all of these that the persons all heard the word, but they did not necessarily listen. And so I think that's why in verse 18, Jesus says this. After he's given the explanation, he says, pay attention to how you listen. I love how the King James says it, take heed, therefore, how you hear. You see, it's not a suggestion. This is a command from Jesus, and he's saying it literally, it means listen up, listen in, lean in closer to what I'm about to say. Don't miss this. It matters what happens when you hear the word of God. It matters how you respond. We know that the type of listener that we are totally impacts relationships. It can impact how we react to work situations or how aware we are of what's going on around us. And this text is challenging us as followers of Jesus to do more than just listen. To listen to the word and then let it go deeper. To listen and let it impact us. Look at what Jesus says is the differentiating action of the one who was in good soil, of the seed seed that was in the good soil. He says, those who hear the word and make sure other people heard the same thing they did. No. Those who hear the word and internally point out all the other people it is speaking to. No. Those who hear the word and... And they like it right away, and, and they really realize this is another useful piece of information that I can extract at some point in the future. Nope, the text simply reads, "Those who hear the word, and hold it fast." You've heard of this phrase, "Hold fast." It's the phrase that sh- sailors would shout. It, in, it's originally from the reason we say "hold fast" is the Dutch nautical term "houd vast." And it means, batten down the ropes, secure them. Up ahead, it looks like the waves are a little bit choppy. It's when bad weather comes. Jesus is saying, hold fast, tighten up, get secure. What lies ahead is possibly dangerous. Jesus wants us to be people who hear the word and it secures us. It gives us something to hold on to. It gives us something so that when the storm comes, we are held fast by it. Now, while I know many in our community fish and sail, I think football really is the better analogy for this crowd. I want to invite um, John Sorrell up here for a second. He's one of our fourth grade students. Fifth grade, come on up. Hustle up here. So one of the most important skills... Because he plays football, is being able to hold on to the ball. He has to keep it so that no one can steal it from you and you don't drop it. And so I asked John, how would, what would he do, how would he hold the ball if he didn't want anybody to take it from him? Do you see? He immediately put two arms over it. So this is the thing. The keys to, the, to holding a secure ball it's to hold it close to your chest, keep it in the pocket of the elbow, and if you're headed into traffic, which means a lot of people, a lot of defenders, you put the other one on it, as my dad says, like someone would try to be stealing your baby from you. Thank you, John. little hand for John. <clears throat> Tight to the body, keep it in the pocket, and if you're headed towards traffic wrap your other arm around it those are the ways to reduce fumbles and getting the ball stolen in football wouldn't you think it's ridiculous a week from today at the super bowl if one of the running backs took the football and then held it out here right that's how ridiculous it would have been to put a lamp underneath a jar or to take a lamp and put it underneath your straw bed. Jesus says, hold the word tight to you. Keep it in your pocket and watch it bear fruit. Authentically hearing the word of God and listening means it is held close tightly. The past two weekends in Austin, many of the high schools have had their musicals. I imagine if you asked any one of the students that was involved in dancing or singing or any of the ones that were part of the technical theater crew, they would tell you they have had those songs stuck in their head for months. They have had to hold those words tightly because they've spent hours and hours preparing for making sure that when a certain word is said, a light immediately goes on to one of the actors. They have made sure that when a certain word is said, that the dance move is just so. As Jesus followers, we must listen to what Jesus says and hold his word tightly and let it infuse us. What are we listening to? In all honesty, this is not easy, friends. This, how do we even access listening more to Christ? The seed that fell on the good soil, he didn't stay a good, obedient little seed. The seed was planted. And then it had to be transformed into a plant that would bear fruit. I imagine the seed, if had feelings, would have said, I'm having some growing pains. I imagine that it thought, I'm not sure about this. I am feeling really stretched and out of my comfort zone. With each passing day, that seed would think, I'm looking so different than the other seeds around me. Hearing the word of God and listening to it, it comes with a disclaimer. It's going to change us. It's going to stretch us. It's going to make us feel a little bit uncomfortable, and it's probably going to make us look a little bit different than the people around us. We should look different to others. The light is put on a lampstand so that others can see the light. A few verses later in this chapter in Luke is the transfiguration and that's when Jesus goes up on a mountain and he brings a couple of the disciples with him and he is transformed. There's only two times in all of scripture where God from heaven speaks to humanity. It's at the baptism of Jesus and it's at the transfiguration of Jesus. And in both times, God says the same thing. This is my son. Listen to him. Listen to him. What is God speaking to you these days? May we listen and then hold it fast. May it be so in my life and in yours. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, holding it fast is easy to say, but doing it and keeping it close to us, putting it in our pocket, is much more difficult to actually live into. But, oh God, you have given us each other. You have given us this community to be able to hold your word fast day after day, week after week. And so, oh holy God, give us the strength. Give us the perseverance that when we're getting stretched by what your word is telling us to do, that we know we are not alone and that we know we are getting molded and transformed into the godly people you desire for us to be. Amen.